Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. Commence primary ignition. It was a cliffhanger on last week's Movie Magic. And today's episode will continue where we left off on the life of Olivia Newton-John. But before I do that, let's remember Anne H., who passed away at the age of 53 after crashing her car into a house and clinging on to her life with life support at the hospital and eventually going off it. Now, she came to light in Hollywood for portraying twins in the soap opera Another World. And she did that for four years, from 1987 to 1991, winning her a Daytime Emmy Award and two Soap Opera Digest Awards. She received more recognition in the 1997 mafia movie Donnie Brasco, where she starred opposite Al Pacino, Johnny Depp and James Russo. Now, that same year, she was in the disaster film Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones, and was in the slasher film I Know What You Did Last Summer and Wag the Dog with Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro. So yes, 1997 was a busy year for her and so was the following year because she was in Six Days and Seven Nights with Harrison Ford, Returned to Paradise with Vince Vaughn and Joaquin Phoenix and then again with Vince Vaughn in the remake of Psycho, which earned her a Saturn Award nomination. Now, if you're wondering, the Saturn Award is an award for science fiction, fantasy and horror. She then starred in many independent movies and TV series and quite a few romantic and sex comedies. If I name them all, it's going to take up a lot of time here. Now, off screen, she was in and out of many relationships. She and Steve Martin were a couple from 1994 to 1997. Their relationship was often criticized because Steve Martin was 24 years older than her. After just two years of dating and after they split, Anne H. opened up about why she dated Steve Martin in the first place. She said she wanted comfort and humor, and Steve Martin could provide both. I guess Steve Martin was like a father figure to her, and she probably longed to have someone like that because her father was not much of a father to her when she was growing up. And I'll touch on her childhood in just a bit. It was quite dark. But back to her relationships. Shortly after her breakup with Steve Martin, her relationship with Ellen became public in 1997. She spoke about how coming out as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community would affect her career and she believed she was blacklisted by Hollywood and she didn't do a big studio picture for 10 years. Thus, 
She did quite a few independent movies. She then got into a relationship with the dashing Coley Lafon, and they got married in 2001. In fact, that was the only guy she married. They had a baby boy together in 2002, and they named him Homer. But their marriage had quite a bit of rough patches, and it came to an end in 2009. And while she was still married, she was in a relationship with Canadian actor James Tupper, whom she met on the set while acting with him in the TV series Men in Trees in 2006. In 2007, she moved in with James Tupper, and they had a child together and named him Atlas. Her relationship with James Tupper lasted till 2018, and right after that, she had a brief relationship with a lady, Liz Brixius, who is the co-creator of Nurse Jackie. That relationship fizzled out after a year. She then started dating men again. She dated her co-star, Thomas Jane. That didn't last too long either. There were many rumors about her dating producers and other actors that acted with her. Lindsay Buckingham, the guitarist and singer from Fleetwood Mac, also said that he dated Anne H. once and wrote the song Down on Rodeo for her. Now, coming up, more on Anne H. before we switch gears to Olivia Newton-John, part two on... Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. If you've been following the news, you would know that Anne Hage crashed her car into a house that burst into flames and she was rescued by firefighters and paramedics. She was on life support and taken off life support after she was pronounced brain dead. Her last wish was to donate her vital organs to whoever that needed them. Now, a blood test revealed that she was under the influence of drugs when she crashed her car. In an earlier podcast that was recorded sometime in the beginning of the year, titled Behind the Velvet Rope, it was shared recently that Anne said that if there were two people to play her in a biopic, it would be either Miley Cyrus or Kristen Bell. In Anne's last podcast, Better Together with Anne H. and Heather Duffy, which was recorded days prior to the accident, had clues that she may not have been in her right mind. She was drinking heavily, and she was slurring on her words. Now, as you can tell from her many relationships, drinking and the use of drugs, she was suffering from mental health, and that could be because of her past. You see, when Anne was just 13... Her 45-year-old father died of HIV-AIDS, which she believed was contracted from a homosexual partner. She also said that her father repeatedly raped her from time to time when she was an infant until she was 12 years old, giving her genital herpes, which her mother said it was just a rash. Now, three months after her father's death, her 18-year-old brother Nathan was killed in a car crash. Now, the official report was that he fell asleep at the wheel and struck a tree. But Anne claimed that her brother took his life. In total, she had four siblings, three of whom also have died. The eldest Susan passed away in 2006 of brain cancer. And Cynthia died at two months of age in infancy 
of a heart defect. Now, Anne also didn't have a good relationship with her mother. So you can see where her mental health was taking a strain. You know, from being sexually abused by her father when she was very young, to losing her siblings and having a rough relationship with her mother. Now, if you know of someone who is suffering from mental health issues, now there are resources where they can go to and there's nothing to be afraid of or ashamed of. And mental health can stem from anything like stress, relationships, depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, anger, eating disorders, and so on. Now, help is out there. It's just a phone call away. Now, coming up, we will continue from where we left off last week on the life of Olivia Newton-John. Money FM 89.3. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Olivia Newton-John battled breast cancer not once or twice, but three times. She went through chemotherapy and was in pain for most of the time. But you couldn't tell that she was suffering inside because she always had a smile on her face. She told Today magazine that she used all sorts of treatments to ease the pain away. She would meditate and picture the pain and cancer leaving her for good. She also took medical marijuana to ease her pain and she also took herbs. Now, way before battling cancer, in her heydays, Olivia propelled to fame by starring opposite John Travolta in the movie Grease. I know, there are so many great hits from Grease. It makes me want to listen to the album the next time I go into a car or even watch the movie at home. Now, the entertainment industry is glamorous from the outside, but on the inside, it could be brutal and very demanding and it can cause one a lot of stress if you're dealing with ruthless shocks. You see, in 1975, Olivia Newton-John and MCA Records entered into an initial two-year, four-album deal in which she was expected to deliver two LPs a year. MCA also had the option of extending the contract for six more records and three more years and, if the artist did not deliver on time, MCA also allegedly allowed to increase the term of the commitment to account for the lateness. So, there was a lot of pressure. Did Olivia deliver? Well, not really, because she was busy working on the set of Grease. In 1978, Olivia Newton-John and MCA each filed breach of contract actions against each other. She sued them for $10 million and claimed that MCA's failure to promote and advertise her product freed her from their agreement. MCA's countersuit requested $1 million in damages and injunction against Olivia Newton-John working with another music company. Ultimately, she was forbidden from offering her recording services to another label until the five-year pact had run its course. So yes, she went through quite a bit of stress. I'm not saying that that was the cause of her cancer, but it may have been attributed to it. The record company executives may not have liked her, but the rest of the world loved her. She was a person that most singers would love to do a duet with. She did a few with John Travolta in the movie Grease and even after Grease. 
She did suddenly a duet with Cliff Richard and in the same musical Xanadu, she performed with the Australian group ELO, Electric Like Orchestra. She teamed up with Andy Gibb twice with Rest Your Love On Me and I Can't Help It. She sang with Barry Gibb live with the songs How Can You Mend a Broken Heart and Island in the Streams. She performed with ABBA. She had a hit, Best of Me, with David Foster. She appeared on a charity performance for the Children's Charity Network Hospitals with Marie Osmond. And just early last year, she released a duet with her daughter, Chloe Latanzi, with a song that is an anthem to unify and heal, titled Window on the Wall. And you know what? Her daughter sounds just like her. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Did you know that Olivia Newton John had an influence over Rod Stewart's dressing? Rod Stewart revealed that Olivia's tight-fitting black leather pants that she wore in Greece was a huge influence on his tight leotard dressing. Well, I can see that. Her influence and contagious smile was well-received in her healing webpage dedicated to people that needed love and care when they are suffering from ailments. Now, many celebrities have shared their thoughts and words on social media, and I read a moving one by John Travolta in last week's episode of Movie Magic. Oh, by the way, if you missed last week's episode or any of the past episodes of Movie Magic, you can always listen to the podcast version from any of the podcast platforms that you subscribe to. Or even if you don't subscribe to it, you can still listen to it. Just Google Movie Magic Podcast with Colin Gomez and it'll all pop up. Now, this past week, I asked around people like you and I, you know, not big stars, about how they felt about Olivia Newton-John's passing away. And I just want to read out a couple. From Singapore-born author and historian Dr. Mark Sebastian, well, he said that back in the 70s, when he was around 10 years old or so, um, he chanced upon a variety show and Olivia Newton-John was performing the song, I Honestly Love You. He said she looked straight into the camera with her hypnotic eyes and delivered the main line of the song. He was frozen and embarrassed at the same time. I guess she was his first crush. Sunil Bhaskaran wrote, Always loved her lack of pretentiousness. It came through in her performance and in her presence. She will be missed. Now, I'm sure all of us feel that way too. A few years ago, Olivia Newton-John released an album, which in my opinion is an album to be listened to when we need that healing. It's one of those albums that I run to when I need some solace and peace. All the tracks in that album are wonderful. Summer instrumental, which makes you go into that meditative mode. Let Go, Let God is one of the many songs that she sang in that album. And uh, the one that really moves me is Instrument of Peace. I'm Colin Gomez. And remember, if you need healing and need help or know of someone who needs it, well, there are many resources that you can tap into. 
and there's always someone that is willing to listen. And with that, I wish you peace and love, my friend.